When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody, and as always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. See? What up, nerds? We're back. Uh, and you know what else is back? Fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, first episode of Hot D, House of the Dragon, on uh, HBO. Um, by the time this comes out, there will be two episodes out, but uh, th- we're recording this Saturday before the second episode, so... We will be talking about our initial impressions, theories, is it, and most importantly, is it good? Um, before we get into that, uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Click the little buttons down at the bottom of whatever platform you are ingesting us on, whether that's a follow, a like, a subscribe, a notification bell, all that good stuff. It really helps us out. You can also check out patreon.com slash nerdswithfriends. Become a patron today and get some fun little goodies and help support the show. Thanks to all the patrons who are already supporters christian let's do some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds what you got for me (laughs) i've been uh started to binge watch uh 90 day fiance i think i talked about it before i'm apparently a messy bitch like reality tv but the people who who do the casting for this show like like they do a great job of finding people who are really unaware of how much garbage people they are yeah and like are willing to show on camera how garbage they are um i think it's season three or four where they have this 58 year old guy and he is marrying a 19 year old from the philippines and like is that the no neck dude no 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 because no. that no. was also similar to that. similar to that i'm not i'm not there yet but like the things that he consistently brings up his ex-wife, who he also found in the Philippines. Nice. <coughs> Got a Definitely pro- proven a track record. <laughs> she left him, and he's consistently telling the new girl everything about her. Won't shut up. Nice. Buys her the same car <laughs> he bought her. Nice. Takes her to the same places. Has pictures up of her. It's like all the fucking things you shouldn't do. This guy yeah. makes sure he's checking them off his fucking list. Make sure he's doing it. But like it, and it, like watching is like this has to be like planted or this has to be scripted. But it's like no, like you could see this is really that fucking guy. Yeah, and like it's just it's so terrible. But I can't stop watching it. I can't. It's <laughs> and just like dude, like love to talk to this guy. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Right. Like, do you not have friends? Did no one fucking correct you on this shit? Yeah, obviously not. If he's just shopping for wives from the <laughs> Philippines constantly. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I never, I've never really been into reality TV. Like the closest I've ever gotten is like I like that uh, show Chopped was all right. You know, um, it's one of those cooking shows with one of the guys from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Um, I like that. You know, I like cooking shows, but uh, like I do not give a shit about. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance, The Bachelor, Love on a Spectrum, uh, Survivor, Big Love Brother. Love on a Spectrum you might like. It's pretty There's no pretty way. Good. There's absolutely no way I would like it. <laughs> we got to ease you in with, like, Alone. Have you seen Alone? No. I don't, again, I just, like, I have no interest in that. So on that one, what they do is they take mm-hmm. a bunch of people who are, like, survivor, survival experts, right. put them in a place, and then they have to try to last X amount of months. Yeah, you've talked about it before. Yeah, you should do that one. That sounds terrible. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> um, yes, all that stuff is just – it. first of all, a lot of it is super fake. Um, and I just – I don't – I don't know. I don't take delight in shitty people. <laughs> It's just never been something I've been into, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's, it's more in maybe because it's part of my personality. I just stir the shit and like, all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just see where it goes. Yeah, that is not what I'm about, but I'm glad <laughs> you enjoy it. Uh, my nerdy confession this week. Um, let's see. I guess I guess I could talk a little bit about. So they just recently announced. The newest season of uh, of Destiny Two, and um, this one is called Lightfall. Where um, basically the premise of Destiny, in a nutshell, is there's these like super powered soldiers called Guardians um, who protect Earth from various alien invasions and such, right? And they the superpowers that they get their powers from um, is this like abstract substance called the light. Um, and so now this new season is going to be, uh, like the light failing them. And now they're having to work with darkness and stuff, um, which they've already kind of started in, in the previous season. But I I just, you know, I've been a destiny fan since the beginning. Oh my God. Are they losing you? And that's where it's going. Yeah. I mean, it's every time. So for the past, maybe like two years, like I'll play the new expansion for like a month maybe. And then it gets to the grindy part where you're just like having to do the same activity over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like, dude, I just, I don't care about this. You know, <laughs> it finally happened. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, I know it's been coming for a while where it's just like, you know, I, I knew I was kind of fading. Um, and the, I think the main problem hinges on like, it's not a new game yet. You know what I mean? The seasonal, like this new idea of, you know, uh, a seasonal system on a video game where the game isn't, they don't necessarily release a new one. It's just like, oh, a new season, a new, you know, chapter, you know, it just, I don't know. After a while, it doesn't work for me. Now there's a, there's a, a different game that kind of where it does kind of work for me, which is Apex Legends, right? Which is a player versus player battle royale game and they do seasons as well but the the only thing that's different on the new seasons is they'll release like a new player with different abilities and stuff and then maybe make some changes to the map but every game is a player versus player game where you're fighting it out to be who's the, you know the number one best team and so 
like every game is completely different, even if it is on the same map. And every firefight you get in is different. And so there's enough to keep me kind of coming back for more in a game like that. With Destiny, it's like maybe every once in a while they'll introduce a new planet. But then you're just like stuck on that planet for the entire season doing the same activities over and over again. It's just like it's not enough new shit yet, you know. So, so you're I, just ready for them to like make a brand new game. De- Destiny 3, in my opinion, should have happened uh, like at least a year ago. Um, and Bungie has kind of gone on record saying like, hey, we don't we don't necessarily have plans for a Destiny 3. We're just going to keep growing Destiny 2. But the kind of the problem that we're seeing with that is that the game, like the overall framework of the game is getting too big where when they release something new, like this new uh, Lightfall um, season that's coming out in, I think it's February, I want to say, um, whenever something new comes out, they have to get rid of something old to make room for it on like the disc. Otherwise, you know, the, the basically the game becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and harder to load. And so like they're getting rid of old content for this new content. And it's like, so if you're a brand new player who wants to jump in on destiny two today, it's like, you, you have no idea who some of these people are, what the history of the game is, because you literally can't go back and play yeah. some of these previous things. So to me, it's just, you know, it just needs to be, put to bed and have them come out with a completely new game. Um, obviously that's very expensive, but um, I think to save the player base that they're losing, that's kind of what they need to do. But yeah, it's a sad day. I really yeah. fucking, sorry, man. I can hear it. I'm not even going <sighs> to, I love <laughs> destiny so much and it's just, I don't know. They just haven't, they haven't done enough to grab me. You know, there's when the witch queen came out, which was the, the latest one, I think, you know, the story was cool, but, you know, I was done with the story in, you know, a few hours kind of thing. And then it's just like, oh, grind this activity 37 times to try to get the, the light level up so you can do the raid and do this. And I'm just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I might try I might try the new Lightfall thing, but uh, I don't know. At this point, it, it just doesn't – it's not grabbing me like it used to. And I just want Destiny 3 to come out. <laughs> well, sorry, they said. Yeah. I think if they notice enough of a player drop off, they'll probably get a uh, get a move on on releasing Destiny Three. Yeah, we don't have a big game coming. Out. What, what's the closest one? Uh, God of War, probably. God of War, I think, is the next biggest one. Um, I think November, right? Yeah, I believe like- it's November, early November. I think. Um, I think Forspoken is early next year, which that's that looks really cool. Um, I'm sure there'll be like a Call of Duty before Christmas time, um, which it has to be better than Vanguard because Vanguard was a huge pile of trash. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the next. I think Overwatch Two is coming out pretty quick too. I haven't looked into it, but I've heard the people people talking have about, been shitting. Yeah, about it. yeah. So, <laughs> which I really liked Overwatch for a long time. Yeah, um, I liked Overwatch in the beginning, but you know, I was a very early adopter on it. And, like, no one I knew played it. And so I would just play it, and then I'm like, oh, this is kind of boring when I'm not playing with my friends or whatever. And then I just kind of fell off of it after a while because it's the same game mode over and over and over again. Um, which is weird because Apex Legends is the same thing. But because it's a bigger map, um, 
and you're strictly you know fighting other people and trying to kill them, I think it's more engaging for me. I, I've always been more of a first person shoot 'em up kind of game than a like you know escort the transport type thing, which is what <laughs> a lot of the Overwatch was. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll take it to heart some of the criticisms that people have been giving it and uh, fix it, or you know maybe not. <laughs> maybe they'll just release a game and it'll just flop. Maybe you'll get on the new Pinocchio game. I saw that there was a new. Pinoc- There's a new Pinocchio. Game? There's like a Pinocchio game that's like uh, it's supposed to be like a like a Elden like Elden Ring. Um, Whoa! Where you, it's gonna be super hard and like you die a lot and you have to try to level up. Because <clears throat> I think Pinocchio just became a public domain, right? So now a bunch of companies are like. Well, yeah. Off. So there's the Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio that's coming out. And then there's also a Disney live action Pinocchio coming out. I saw a trailer for that. And I was like, that looks terrible, man. I mean, I don't understand. Like Disney. Tom Hanks is Geppetto. You're not in for that. I I just I'm not into the <laughs> turning the classic cartoons into live action. Like name yeah. one that was great. Um, that would be hard because I don't think I've seen any of them. Exactly, because <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. I think The Lion King got okay reviews i didn't watch it i don't know i didn't i didn't watch it either what which ones have they done so they've done aladdin because i remember will smith was didn't watch it mulan didn't watch it. Mulan. yeah i never watched that one lion king didn't watch it king beauty and the beast the missus wanted to watch it so he saw it It oh they did a beauty and the beast yeah Hmm. i know they're doing an aerial and like you know the classic uh uh, I don't know what you'd call them. The right wingers, the misogynists came out and they're like, "Well, oh, why is she black?" I'm like, "Jesus of Christ!" Of course, yeah. of course they did. They can accept the fact that she's half fish. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid to me. <laughs> but the black it, part is where they draw the line. You know, it's funny. Uh, we talk about it a lot on this show, but the, you know, one of our uh, old comic book store owners um, nerd, has his own YouTube channel called Nerd Rotic. And I can, like, every time something comes out, I can almost guess his thumbnails. Oh, of course. It's so stupid. But I honestly... Oh, She-Hulk's so stupid. I Like, dude, okay, so, like, I saw people shitting on She-Hulk. Like, the trailer came out, and they're like, I can't wait to shit on this terrible show. I was like, okay... Like you're not even gonna get. You've already decided. It's they, a shit they've made show. their decision already. You've already decided it's a shit show, and you can't wait to shit on it. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's fucking stupid. And with with Gary, like I don't, I don't know, man. Like unless he changed or like he was very good at hiding it. But like when we shopped at his store, he was never fucking like that. Right. I never even got a hint of it. That he was I know. Like, yeah, he's just he just hates women and people of color. I mean, which is weird because that's who he hired to work for him. Yeah, probably probably underpaid them. Judging from judging from he paid them in credit for comics. <laughs> is that real? Yeah. That's oh, real. that's that's slave labor. <laughs> Jesus. He really did. I got to know them and like. Oh my god, so terrible. Yeah. If you ever want to, I mean, I don't want you to support his channel. Yeah, I don't want him to get any viewers. But if you're in for a laugh. Uh, it's, yeah, his channel's called Nerdrotic. There's another one I like watching sometimes called Critical Drinker, where he's funny, at least. Um, but, again, it's one of these ones where it's so clear that he just hates anything with a female lead or a person of color. You know, it. there's a guy, and I forgot, uh, I was going to mention his channel to you, but, like, his videos are long, which, you know, sucks because I know yeah. you don't like watching long videos. But you can Quite watch- the opposite. I've I watch a lot of video essays on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hopefully I can find it and show you. But like he does a caricature of those people, kind of like uh, Stephen Colbert, like when he had his the Colbert Report. Yeah. 
So, uh, and that, like, I can watch them, like, that's fucking hilarious, because he's just mocking them. Right. Um, man, I wish I'd remembered. Um, but yeah, if I'll find it, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't fucking get it. You know, and it reminds me, I remember, like, someone had mentioned on Twitter when um, Last of Us came out, the last, like. Ooh, Last of Us teaser. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I gotta oh, watch it. It looks good. But when the second game came out, it's like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> no girl can get that buff and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on. And I asked them, like, you draw the line at a buff woman. I was like, you can fungal that turns people into fucking <laughs> zombies and can grow, like, ten times the normal size of a human. You're fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but you draw the line. At a buff lady. And he just like, fuck you. I was like. All right, you All have right. no argument. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Like, like, I can respect that, I guess. I know, dude, it's it's so wild to me. Um, you know, She-Hulk is just one of the latest ones to receive that kind of thing. The Now, I think, I don't want to say that they have a point, but one thing, <laughs> one thing that I'm worried about um, is the new Lord of the Rings show. Um, and I'm not going to pass judgment until I see it because, like, I love Lord of the Rings and I want to watch it. Um, but it just, when the marketing seems like, like it's checking boxes off, that worries me because that means the virtue signaling is, yeah. Cause that means to me that means there's a lot of studio involvement and we know from experience, the studio involvement generally leads to a poor end product. I'm, I'm hoping, I hope it's good. I'm hoping I want it to be so good. I, so do I for a lot of reasons, but a, because I'm a huge fucking um, Tolkien fan. But yeah. B, I've read that this show is riding on the future of Amazon's um, streaming. So because they spent so much oh, fucking Oh, you mean money. the future of Amazon streaming is riding on this? Yeah. Yeah. So like if they if this show is not a hit, because they spent so much money, their their plan <laughs> is to scrap everything. everything. Yeah, that would suck. Because that means Wheel of Time. We're not uh, going to get the, the rest boys. of it. And, like, the Wheel of Time, I enjoyed it for what it was. No, but if we don't get the but, fucking boys, yeah, it's fucked. I know. But I'm wondering if, like, Netflix or H oh, HBO, if they picked it, it would be dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know, man. It's it's strange. It To me, something like that just – it worries me when they – you know, you feel the studio's fingerprints all over everything. We're, like, they're checking off boxes. We're like, okay, we need one black guy. We need one black lady. We need one queer character. We need one woman who's yeah, just I mean, as strong as a man. I mean, let's but, be honest. Most elves are probably bi. No, I think I think in the lore they actually are. Yeah. I think I think male elves normally bone other male elves unless they're trying to make baby elves. Yeah, I hundred percent you know, would believe. Even that. for a thousand years, you know, thousands and thousands of years, you're gonna try different you get, stuff. You're gonna get bored. You know, you're going to put your dick in a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. You know, I know I would. Just try it out. I've only been here 35 years. I've stuck my dick in weird <laughs> things, you know? You know what I mean? Just try it out. Try it out. Just try it out. Piss on me, beat me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. You know, I want to see it, and I hope it's good. I've been impressed with uh, She-Hulk so far. I really enjoyed it. I, I, um, if, if we're still talking Lord of the Rings, the, the goblins yeah. look great. Um, the costumes look good. Um, Snow troll or ice troll yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that looks stuff good. looks great, so... At least uh, the stuff that always gets me, or I'm always like, it's it's probably going to suck, is the CG. But the CG actually looks kind of good on it, so 
Let's see. Well, I remember, you know, the fucking Hobbit looked like trash when it, when we watched oh, it. Oh, yes. 48 frames a second or whatever it was. That was really bad. It's like, yo, I can see the fucking makeup on that guy. Like, yeah. You can see his little Hobbit feet flapping around. Yeah, like, dude, this is terrible. Yeah, those movies were bad. Uh, because I've been on a bit of a Lord of the Rings kick recently, I've rewatched, like, the, all the extended editions, and I rewatched the Hobbits. Hobbits are just not good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in general? No, like the movie, the ho- the, the three Hobbit movies. I enjoyed them. There is they're not good. I mean, there's a good movie in there for sure. But uh and then I watched some behind the scenes making of and like it was originally planned to be two movies and then the studio got involved and made it into a trilogy. And that's why you have like the desolation of Smaug ends with him heading off to Lake Town. And then in the first five minutes of, of the Battle of Five Armies, they kill Smaug and he's dead. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, those were bad. I mean, they had good parts in them, but really bad stuff too. Uh, you know, adding in characters that weren't in there at like all. Like Alas wasn't supposed to be there at all. Yeah, or uh, I forget what Evangeline Lilly's character was, but she's not in it. Yeah, no. Yeah. There was no love interest in the elf and the dwarf. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's so stupid is, you know, you put her in there. Just to be a love interest between Legolas and one of the dwarves. I forget which dwarf it was. Uh, was that? Or Phil, Phil, uh, Doesn't matter. They're all made up names. It's stupid. Phil, uh, it was the F. Yeah. It was the twins that, or the brothers that rhyme. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, yeah, you just put her in there just for that. And it's like, oh, that's stupid. Anyway. Um, I hope that's a long way of, being, of saying I hope the Rings of Power is good. I hope we're not disappointed. Um, oh, one thing I did enjoy, uh, in my research of the new, sh- that new show is I watched the, uh, super fan, super fans, quote unquote, uh, reaction to Lord of the Rings. Were they crying? No. It, so, so this, they got these, I think it was four or five influencers, super, in- who are super fans of Lord of the Rings. And they brought them out to the castle and showed them like the first episode or something like that. And then they had like a little roundtable discussion about it and talk about how excited they were, right? They knew nothing about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so one of them was like, <laughs> one of them was like, oh, I really hope we find out like why Sauron made the rings. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> I said that in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like the first thing, you know? It's, it's, it's in, it's it, in the beginning. It's written on the, on the ring, right? <laughs> you know? Uh, it, you know, in the darkness, bind them. You know, one ring to control them all. You know, that's and, the, and oh yeah, in the one or in yeah, in the darkness what, or in the one, one ring, ring to, to rule, rule them, them all. all. Uh, one ri- ring to bind them. One ring to something them all, and in the darkness, find them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real bad. And so uh, that they were obviously all like, like paid by Amazon to do this roundtable thing. And well, you think. They would have given them, hey, here's some basic facts about yeah. Lord of the Rings that you can bring up. A hundred percent. Here's some talking points. And so and so Amazon actually took that video down. Of course they did. And so I saw it because it got like so much hate, and but I found a repost of it. You're going to have to show me because I'm going to need to watch it. Yeah, I'll that. see if I can find it tonight and send it to you. Oh, boy. I hope it's good. Um, one thing uh, that we do know is pretty good, at least so far, is the house of the dragon so we're going to take a quick little break and when we get back we'll give you our first thoughts on game of thrones hot d some of that hot d hot d we'll be right back
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. All right. Well, the time has come again to venture into the lands of Westeros. Um, the newest show in the Game of Thrones universe, House of the Dragon, is out. The first episode has already been released. Um, second episode, by the time this podcast comes out, will be out as well. Um, so we wanted to kind of give our initial thoughts on it, maybe a little background info on you know when this takes place and whatnot, and uh, you know let you know if it's worth watching. It's the show apparently already. The first episode broke like the all-time streaming record for um, HBO, uh, more yes. more so than. Wonder Woman 1984, more so than um, yeah, but that's not fair because all the all the I guess it wouldn't be the MCU, but all the women haters would have clearly avoided it. That's I mean yeah, that's probably true. Um, and then more so than what's the other Snyder cut? I don't Snyder know. cut, yeah, it was more than the Snyder cut. I think they said 10 million people watched it right when it came out, and which actually caused server issues. So if you tried to watch it right when it was released. Uh, you might have had error loading it, um, is because so many people were trying to watch. You know, it. and much respect to the fans because yeah. even though how let down we were by the last season, yes, we still want that content because right. because that's how good like the first five seasons were, man. Yeah, that we just want that back. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, season eight, I think rubbed a long a lot of people the wrong way, um, and myself included. But it hasn't lessened my love for Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I think. I think there's, you know, I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment um, because I was, you know, I didn't watch it maybe right when it came out, but an hour or two later, I was on there watching it. And, you know, as as far as the first episode goes, like, I'm in. Like, it, it looked really good. Um, the All the actors are doing a killer job. Um, we'll kind of go over some of, the, some of the basics. I mean, it's the first episode. But we'll maybe do some light spoilers just in case. Um, but it is the first episode of the first season, so I mean we can't we can't spoil too much about it. But um, a little background on this one: this one takes place like what two hundred years, two hundred fifty years, something like that, um, before the events of Game of Thrones, uh, the the core series. Well, I guess that we should say, um, and it follows the House Targaryen. And their rule over Westeros, which is dope because you always on the original show we always just hear about it, right? Know? So now it's it's kind of cool just to actually see it. Yeah, exactly. And um, and this is these aren't the first Targaryens who got here. Um, the the Targaryen dynasty has already kind of been cemented uh, when this show takes place. 
Um, and this is based off the novel, uh, the prequel novel called Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin, which I just recently started reading. I actually stopped reading The Cimmerillion and started reading that instead. Um, and gotta say, man, it's good to be reading Game of Thrones again. I love George R. R. Martin so much. Which I'm, a, I'm, I don't know, maybe not worried, but I'm wondering, I guess it's worried that it's all of this takes place in one book. So how many seasons can you really stretch it out? So not only that, it's one part of one book. Because when uh, the in Fire and Blood, the, the novel, it starts off with a history of the first Targaryens to come over to Westeros. Um, and the fact that, uh, you know, they they left old Valyria because um, I think one of, one of the uh, – wives or sisters or both <laughs> sister wives sister wives uh of the targets had this vision of the the long night the you know the white walkers coming and taking over everything and so they they left old valyria on a whim um and came over and settled in dragonstone and all the other valyrians were like ah, look at those targaryens they ran away like little bitches um and there were other dragon riding um families over there too in old valyria um, because they did a lot of like crazy blood magic and stuff, and they had like they there's even theories out there that like dragons were created through like genetic engineering essentially of like magically mixing two species together and stuff. Pretty Shit. cool, pretty cool stuff. Um, and then they settle in Dragonstone and they live there for a while, and then eventually there's Aegon Targaryen who um decides that he you know him and his uh his uh two sister wives sisters and wives uh uh i don't remember their names it's it's like rainian renee renean they're, they're all like r names and v names you know there's a lot a lot of those uh, but him and his two wives uh fly over westeros and he's like i'm gonna conquer that shit and so he comes over and just basically fucking owns everyone in westeros like he got you know there's the seven kingdoms so there's Dorne, uh, Casterly Rock, which is the Lannisters. There's the Starks up in Winterfell. There's Highgarden, I think, was one of them. There's the, the Baratheons. And the all. Baratheons at uh, whatever the fuck their place was called. Storm's End. Um, I think the Trident counted as one, and maybe like the Iron Islands. I could be getting those wrong, but essentially he came over and fucking pwned everyone except for Dorne. Um, who they were so sneaky, like he would show up at like their main city of Sunspear and he'd be like, where is everybody? And they, like, there'd be no one there. Just, just a couple like merchants and stuff. They're like, I don't know. They're like, where, where'd they all go? They're like, well, I don't know. I don't know where they went. And then he would just like, um, he'd be like, all right, I'm going to leave some troops here and go try to find them somewhere else. And then the Dornish people would come up out of the sands and fucking own all the troops. And then like divide and conquer. Yeah, dude, he they fucking they remained like unconquered for quite some time. Um, so after all that happens, uh, Aegon then has like two sons. Uh, one one of them's name is Anus. Are you serious? Yeah, it's, spelled Anus. No, it's spelled like A E N Y S, which is Anis. Anus. <laughs> Anus Targaryen. Um, and then uh, the other one's name, I think, is uh, Magor uh, Targaryen. Um, and uh, Anus was 
Anus was the... Um, it's not going to get old. I know. <laughs> he was like the firstborn, but he was like a weak little sissy pants. And so... Um, like Write poems and he just He just was like a weak little dude. And he's like, hey, you got to stop fighting. And his brother, uh, Magor, was just like a fucking... He was kind of like uh, uh, Viserys in... Um, in the original Game of Thrones. Okay. You know, just like a fucking D-bag. And he, he was known as like Magor the Cruel. He would like own, you know, hang a bunch of people, chop their hands off and shit like that. And um, and so he, he eventually kills Anus and takes over as king. Um, but eventually, like, he's defeated by these this younger uh, son of the Targaryens. And um, they, he like... It's kind of unclear whether he killed himself or someone killed him, but they found him like stabbed himself on the Iron Throne on some of the swords and stuff. Oh, so like he stabbed himself. That's clearly fucking like someone obviously stabbed him and just put his hand on there. No, like he was supposedly he like himself on the chair. Paled himself on the chair and his like wrists were slit and like one of them was shooting out of his mouth and stuff. So pretty cool. Um, and so anyway, several years pass and then now we come to the. Um, where the show is starting, where uh, uh, King Viserys, which is uh, he's one of the sons of Prince Abalon Targaryen, um, he is picked to be um, the king of Westeros because there was no, like the uh, the pr- the the former king's uh, like daughter or something like that. What was next in line, but. Because they're in Westeros, they don't like women. In in, in this uh, show's gonna go great with the nerdrotic people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're like, I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, it. It's it's the queen that never was. Is the that queen what? that never was? Yeah. So she was she was technically the firstborn. But one thing that happens in this book, at least for what to the point that I've read, is that the Targaryens have come over from Essos, which is the eastern continent of this world. Um, and old Valyria, and they have their own set of traditions, right? Their set of traditions includes uh, marrying and, and banging your siblings. Of course. And family members to keep the bloodlines pure. You know? Of course. You don't want to get it mixed yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to mix it up. Um, and want any mutts? You want that pure breed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they've also, uh, like, they have no problem over there with queens taking power, but Westeros does. Because Westeros very obviously is kind of based off of Europe, you know, medieval Europe, right? And so um, they they're always in this tight balance. One of the things with uh, with uh, King Anus uh, is that he he married his um, he married his sister, and then like everyone was like, "What the fuck? Ew, gross!" And so he's like, "What?" what we do well that's what we do and so like uh they had this big battle with the faith militant which is um you'll remember from the game of thrones the the, the grand sparrow remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. part that's kind of the same thing like the faith rose up against the targaryens and like helped overthrow him um because he was banging his sister and so like there's this constant struggle between the targaryens traditions and westeros's traditions so um that kind of gives way to this uh, this younger grandson Viserys taking power, and um, I'm not too sure about him. Like I'm not yeah. too, so far. It's like okay, he seems like a reasonable king. Yeah, seems like a likable guy. And then you know, spoiler like 
lets his wife die, <laughs> chooses. And I mean, it, but it's one of those situa- situations where it's like, okay, was he a bad guy for making that choice? It's a shit situation. Well, yeah. So the choice he was given, again, this is spoilers for the first episode. Um, but he's he's basically trying to get an heir. He's already had one daughter um, who, uh, you know, is, her name is Rhaenyra Targaryen. Uh, and, and he knows, well, I can't. I can't make her my heir because these fucking people because over everyone here hates are gonna women fucking, are going to be pissy. I hate yeah. women. It's like uh, if I don't give it to her, I got to give it to my brother, who's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck yeah, boy, D- Damon Targaryen. So, yeah, and he's, and he's like, but I do still love him. He is my brother. He's yeah, like, but so, he's also kind of a piece of shit. You yeah. know, um, and, and it's very similar to uh, the the Anus and Magor Targaryen, um, where one is like a good reasonable guy and the other one's a megalomaniac piece of shit. And you'll notice that that happens a lot throughout the Targaryen bloodline. Um, like for the most part, you know, uh, Daenerys, the one from the original show, she was a good queen up until the last two episodes or whatever, where she suddenly turned evil, but her brother was a piece of shit. And again, we've talked about on the show, which could have worked with more episodes and more hints. Right. Of of course it could. Yeah. It could have, been a more gradual thing but it's just like one episode she's like i'm evil now burn the city (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so um you know the king is kind of left with that decision he's like "Uh, do i give it to my brother who's obviously a psycho or do i pass it on to my daughter and he decides to pass on to his daughter which is uh looks like it's probably going to cause a little rift in the old family um in the show so and yeah i mean and i love the what the groundwork it's laying where like you know the aunt is going to be fucking pissed. Like, wait, right. wait, I was skipped over for being a woman, and now you're giving it to her. Yeah, So exactly. you know that's brewing right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here, we'll put up a little uh, little family tree that we have here. Um, this is the Targaryen family uh, timeline. Uh, now, it goes back further, um, but this guy, Jaehaerys, um, was a really good king, and he was, like, responsible for um, – building King's Landing, uh, building uh, a bunch of roads that connect all the different kingdoms to each other. Um, he was basically known as like this awesome king who just, you know, essentially civilized and connected and unified the seven kingdoms. All around nice guy. All around, yeah. Solid dude. Married his sister, Alisanne. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he had like something like 13 children or something. Some of them died shortly after birth. Some of them have to get rid of those defects. Yeah, from exactly. 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 Um, And uh, he even had uh, he even had a daughter named Daenerys, which is pretty cool. And Aemon Targaryen. Um, And then he had uh, uh, Prince Balon. And then there was another one, too. I can't remember. Uh, Maybe it was Aegon. No, I don't know. You'll see they have a lot of similar names on here. But then eventually one of his sons has a son named Viserys and a son named uh, Daemon, which this does not look like a good <laughs> family tree because him and him are, are brothers. Anyway, um, you know, and then we have uh, uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen, who is like the seems to be one of the um, protagonists of the show. Um, we also have, which we don't know which way she's gonna go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Targaryens rolling the dice. 
Um, then we have Otto Hightower, um, who is the King's Hand. I like that guy too. I forget what the actor's name is, but he's always really good. And then we have well, so far we think he's on the up and up. We don't know. I mean, oh no, I think he's I think he's up to some shysty games for yeah, sure. Like right now, it seems that for episode one they're kind of setting him up to be like, oh, he's, he's like. Ned Stark, but I don't know. No, 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 no. I think this guy is more like a little finger than a than a uh, Ned Stark. I think he's going to be like doing a bunch of different, you know, side plots and that sort of thing. Um, so I think that uh, we're going to see more of his plots kind of unfold as we as the show goes on. And then uh, I forgot the brother's name. What's his name? Uh, uh, Damon. Damon Targaryen. You're talking about Matt Smith. Yeah. Yeah, which so. which is crazy. Like he hears his brother. Like basically, like the high tower guy says, like, "Hey, you cannot make him yeah. king, and you have to you have to pick an heir, and it can't be him because he's." And he says he's a fucking garbage piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. and like you hear the, the king, his brother say, "Like, hey, that's that's still my brother. Hey, that's my brother. Don't talk like that." Yeah, and it's like if if he's next in line, he's next in line. Yeah, and so what does this piece of shit fucking do? He goes out and gets drunk at a whorehouse on the day the brother does. The brother does on the day he buries his the king, his brother's wife and son, and starts talking shit yeah. about his dead nephew. The, like the what? heir for a day. Yeah, what the fuck? So now, one thing that's kind of crazy is that. So I I skipped forward a little bit in the book to read about that because I was wondering about that. So this whole book, the um, the fire and blood is essentially it's being told by meisters of the realm of Westeros. Okay. In from, the book. From the, in the book. Yeah. So you're reading accounts from these old grand meisters and stuff who have collected the histories of Westeros and passed it down. And then which George R.R. Martin is translating it to us. Which I still don't know about these fucks. Yeah. I don't know if they're on the up and up or not. Meisters, yeah, no. Some of them are and some of them are. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if they're playing the long game to try to take over themselves. Yeah. Or like, you know, I, I just you always gotta look at who's writing the history. Like they're yeah. gonna have a fucking narrative right. of what they want it. Like, so who and, knows? And so that's some of the things that happens because we're being told this from a somewhat unreliable narrator. Um, where maybe records weren't you know complete or whatever. When that happens, it is unclear of how Damon says that. That's true. So it could be that he's laughing and like, bah, you know, air for a day, suck my dick. <laughs> or he could have next me, bitches. Ain't or it could have been that he was like, like he says in the show, we all grieve in our own ways. Maybe he made some sort of you know, uh, like somber toast to him or whatever. You know, and we're like, not we're not told as the viewers or the readers what actually went down. But like uh, in the book wise, that's dope and it makes sense. You know, you get you're being told that this is, you know, events that have happened. Uh, how these people are saying it, but in the show, it's just to me that's what happened. Like that's the truth, right? Because but again, we don't have an unreliable. Well, uh, we are because who told you that that happened? It's the king, um, the hand of the king. He was, it? he was the one who said it was overheard last night that he and we know that he doesn't like him. But I guess so again, we're 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 hearing stuff secondhand even as the viewer. I guess because we saw it on camera and where it seemed like it had happened live, I that's why I feel like, oh, then that's what had happened. Right. If they had not filmed that and it was just like this is what I heard, then it's like, oh, okay, well, did he hear that? I don't know. So here's what happened though, is they they filmed him in the whorehouse with his buddies and they're like, A toast, a toast. And then oh, it cuts right. over, then You're it right. cuts over to the hand telling you. Fair point. So Fair point. again, we don't know 
who's telling the truth or how it actually went down, which was kind of a clever way of filming that um, to make it somewhat ambiguous. I'm liking the show even more. I mean, <laughs> we we know that that guy is kind of a piece of shit because it looked like he rounded up a bunch of non-criminals. Uh, well, well, so that's, <laughs> that's another <laughs> that's another part where we don't know. Yeah, because he said when, they were. Well, so when we. <laughs> When we see him doing this, yeah. it looks like he's picking up random people and chopping off their hands and doing some terrible, terrible things. Maybe he's just really good at investigating. That's what I was about to say. Well, like, <laughs> but when it goes to the king talking to the hand and talking to the rest of like the council, they do say it's like, well, since he has come, crime has significantly dropped. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, so he is doing his job. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, like, it's like the old stop and frisk that Giuliani did in, in New York. Well, crime went down, but <laughs> like, yeah, but there was a lot of unconstitutional shit. You fucking <laughs> yeah, did. at what cost? <laughs> yeah, um, so that's that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the show. Just from this first episode, is that you know that political intrigue is back. Uh, we get to see more of the dragons firsthand kind of thing because yeah. there's, you know, they're already riding full-grown dragons and stuff. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll get to see a time in Westeros that was only kind of hinted and referenced at yeah. um, in the original show. So I just hope they they bring some, some badass fucking fighters. Yeah. I, I feel like they've kind of hinted at the handsome dude at the joust who beat, um, yeah. damn, I forgot his name, but. Uh, Damon. Yeah. Damon Targaryen. So, yeah, he was a Dornish guy, too. Yeah. The fucking Dornish. Which means... They're always up to some shit. We know he's going to die. For sure. <laughs> Not necessarily. Because I like him. Yeah. And we want to see him. That's true. So he has to die. That's true. Yeah. One thing that's, that's kind of exciting about watching a show like this, um, like you saw the part where, um, where uh, Rhaenyras or whatever her name is, is... Uh, named heir and you have all the high lords of the kingdom like uh pledging fealty to her and we see we see the starks we see the uh baratheons we see the the tyrells we see all these different people who we know are ancestors of the other characters that we love so um that's one thing i've really been enjoying reading the book is that you know you see a bunch of different starks tyrells um uh mormonts uh, oh, I forgot about the Mormons. They yeah, were dope. Yeah, uh, Lannisters. You know, you see all of them uh, throughout history, and how some were some were like really cool, and some were like not so cool. Um, like uh, one of the Starks that that uh, meets with King Jaehaerys, he's like supposed to be this like stubborn, like really stoic man. And uh, the queen, his queen goes up there and she kind of figures out, he's like, oh, he's not really that bad of a dude. He's just kind of like, you know, he's stuck up here and it's fucking cold all the time. So he's a little, <laughs> he's a little standoffish. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's definitely a good uh, world building story. And I hope we get to see some cool stuff because eventually this is going to lead into, you know, the Mad King and Daenerys Targaryen who we saw in the show. So um, it's 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 cool. The production value looks great, right? Yeah. All the costumes, sets look amazing. The dragons look good. Um, I'm excited. I think it's a, definitely worth a watch. Would, would I mean, I feel like they they are set. They set themselves up to succeed because all they have to do is like don't follow what happened in the last couple of seasons. Right. Just don't do that. Well, here, here's one fine. thing too: is that this whole story is written already. That's fair too. Yeah. So. 
like, and it's different showrunners, right? It's not the same. It's not uh, uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff or whatever the name was. Dude, they went off and just fucked off with the money, huh? I don't know. They were supposed to get Star Wars, and then Star Wars like, mm, maybe not anymore. Well, so they, they used the deal with Star Wars to get a deal through Netflix. So they had a deal with Netflix last time, last I heard. Um, so, you know, who, who knows exactly where they are now. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's, you know, we're in a good situation with this, um, with this show because, again, the story is written already. So we don't have to... We don't have to worry about George R. R. Martin finishing books, which he'll never do. Um, did you see the quote that he had where he's like, yeah, you know, um, I've been writing a lot more, but I'm not going to, um, what do you say? I'm, I'm not going to like estimate when I'm going to be done because then I won't meet that. And then people will be mad at me. I'm like, sorry, man. Well, just write the fucking books, you know, like must be nice. I wish I could tell my job that. Yeah, I'll get it done. I'm not going to tell you when because then you might get mad if I don't do it. Yeah, well, what, what's crazy to me is that, um, you know, like when we talked with Madeline Rue, like his publishers have got to be like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, they're probably stressing, yeah. Yeah, um, because he makes – well, our internet's fucked here, so <laughs> can't look that up. I mean, it's, it, a fi- it's a fine balance, right? I mean, where you're like, okay, we really, really want this guy to fucking do it, but – I also don't want to push him. We're going to annoy the shit out of him where he won't do it. But that also se- kind of seems like bullshit. Like, if you're his boss, you're his fucking boss. If you're writing the checks, make the fucking dude like, right. do it, you know? Right. I think, you know, one thing that's that's interesting is that, you know, I think Madeline brought it up, which is, like, if he was a a new author or, you know, a up-and-coming author who just, you know, who had a book contract and didn't write the books for 10 years – like he would first of all be sued by the publisher for the money that they paid him and then like he he'd have a hard time ever publishing it cuz no yeah. one would want to right hey, but because can't trust the guy to fucking put a book out on time like. yeah but because he's a big time author you know he gets a pass so i don't know it's like if if another book comes out i'm going to be juiced and i'm going to read it um if it doesn't Whatever, maybe Brandon Sanderson will finish that. I was too. about to say, like, just give it to him. You know he's gonna fucking crank it out. Brandon Sanderson is just like, oh yeah, here I wrote the rest of Game of Thrones and the rest of Name of the Wind, the King Killer Chronicles. <laughs> I did that all over my summer break this yeah. week. I was just bored. Yeah. I did it. I was just bored. This is how I thought it should go. But <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Let us know, guys. What do you think so far of House of the Dragon? Um, are you already bought back in? Is it Game of Thrones time again? Or are you guys a little hesitant because of season eight burned you? Burned you like the streets of King's Landing. Um, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to watch it tonight or tomorrow night and uh, see where it goes uh, for the rest of the season. And you're right. I'm interested because like, it is a shorter story. I wonder how, fa- how long this is going to get dragged I'm, out. I'm hoping... You know, they do the opposite and stretch it out. What they should do, here's what they should do. They should tell this story, and then the next season should be the story of Aegon the Conqueror, which is set back even further when he comes over and just fucking pounds ass in (laughs) Westeros. Just makes all the kingdoms kneel before him because that was some fucking Now, correct me if I'm wrong. In the book, it's the perspective of the, the fucking Meisters. Yeah. 
But it's also later on you get a perspective from a uh, court jester or something like that? Or mm, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So I'm wondering if they'll do that, which would be dope. You know, hey, and then, like, this is how it was told here, but this is how this person yeah. told it there. So. Well, yeah, so there are there are some different differentiating accounts. Like, it'll be like, oh, this is from, you know, uh, Meister so-and-so who, you know, wasn't there, but he was close friends with someone, and it has a quote from him. Um, and then it, it'll go back into kind of narrating it in third person. So it's, it is kind of an interesting way to read a book. It's not like reading a Game of Thrones book necessarily because – you know, you're not getting any sort of internal monologue. You're not getting long chunks of dialogue at all. There's actually very little dialogue. It's mostly just narrating kind of the story as if you're getting a like a voiceover at the beginning of yeah. the show. So we're checking out. Um, it's a quick read so far. I'm like a, maybe a third of the way done with it so far. Um, but uh, yeah, check it out. House of oh, what? No, Fire and Blood is called, and the show is House of the Dragon. Hot D. Hot D for you and me. Christian, thanks as always for being my my Targaryen buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> being my being the hand of my king. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys for liking and subscribing, clicking the little bell icons, all that good shit down at the bottom. And uh, thank you for supporting the show by becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash nerds with friends. That's the way you do it. All right, guys. Well, we will let you know our further thoughts on Game of Thrones the more it comes out. But until next time, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now